Hello and welcome to episode 363. I hope that you're doing marvellously well today. However, if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety and you would like to get some help for that, well, you can get a free session with me to get that. You can head over to uh, my website, which is robertjamescoaching.com and you can send me a message and let, let me know about what you're kind of struggling with. Now, in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about what actually happens in the brain you know, when, when we're overthinking, we're overanalyzing, we're ruminating, we're doing that thing that is normally associated with pure o- OCD, you know, which is really uh, when the compulsions are the thinking. And I'm sure you found yourself in a situation where you're in a kind of whirlwind of thoughts and you're analyzing and reanalyzing decisions or scenarios or conversations and, you know, that's actually this kind of concept of rumination, of overthinking and a common companion of the of the human condition, really, because, you know, everybody at some point really gets caught up in, in rumination. But of course, if you have OCD, then it is much more intense, uh, time consuming. And, you know, it can really cause many kind of different negative consequences, you know, in our lives. So. I think it's uh, important to kind of understand a little bit of what is actually going on in in the brain when we are doing this. And so today's episode is all about that. If you would like to support the podcast, you can head over to Instagram and, and, and follow there. Also, the podcast is now on YouTube. So if you'd like to, to head over to YouTube and subscribe, you can do that as well. That would be amazing. So many thanks, guys. I really hope that you enjoy this one. If you have any questions at all about anything I speak about today, do please let me know. And off we go. Here's a quote to get us started today, and it's by Daniel J. Siegel, who is a clinical professor of psychiatry at the UCLA School of Medicine. This is somebody actually who I actually found him really, really helpful when I was really struggling with OCD still because he was kind of one of the first people to really be talking openly about mindfulness, the effects that it can have on the brain with neuroplasticity. And I found his work to be really amazing and really, really helpful. So here's the quote. Overthinking, also best understood as the process where we repeatedly go over thoughts in our minds, can lead to stress and anxiety, which negatively impacts the brain's functioning. By learning to observe our thoughts without getting entangled in them, we can reduce overthinking and improve our well-being. And I think this quote really kind of encapsulates, you know, what we mean by overthinking in in the brain and, you know, the importance of of being kind of mindful and how that can really help us you know, to let go of that that overthinking, that that rumination, you know, and overthinking really, it's such a huge part of OCD. You know, when we allow the OCD to kind of dictate things, it will take us on this very uncomfortable journey where we're constantly getting caught up in things, you know, and 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 trying our very best to to kind of not overthink things. But of course, the more that we try to not think about things, the more we end up thinking about them. So why does our mind turn into this kind of maze of thoughts that we can't seem to escape? 
Well, the first thing we're going to talk about is the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain just over the kind of top of the forehead. And it's the the part of the brain which really makes us who we are. It's responsible for higher order thinking, uh, language, problem solving. And of course, when it comes to OCD, most people get stuck in problem solving. We're really looking to try to outsmart or outthink the OCD. There's this kind of deep-held belief, particularly in Western thought, that if we think about a problem for long enough, we can come up with an answer. Now, of course, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you will know that that's actually the anxiety trap uh, or the OCD trap. This is really kind of what keeps us stuck. And when we let go of that that problem solving and actually come into our body, that's when actually, you know, we begin to kind of let go of 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 these kinds of problems. We start to accept the difficult emotions a lot more. And, you know, we allow everything to just kind of calm down. But unfortunately, in OCD, what tends to happen is the opposite. We end up kind of overloading the prefrontal cortex by doing way too much thinking. And all of this overthinking can can kind of lead to us feeling more stressed, more anxious, because really this part of the brain is very energy hungry. It takes up an enormous amount of our energy to be thinking about things so much in in the prefrontal cortex. And so when we are, you know, just going over something again and again and again, and we're trying to have that certainty about things, we're actually just kind of using up a lot of our energy. And unfortunately, as well, you know, this is quite addictive. You know, as we find ourselves kind of going over these things, it gives us a sense that we're kind of doing something. You know, like if you have OCD, of course, you do want to do something. You don't want to feel like you just have to put up with it forever. And so, you know, thinking about it and trying to problem solve in this way, we feel like we're doing something. It is quite addictive because it gives us this sense that we're taking action. But unfortunately, it's the wrong kind of action and it will lead to to us kind of remaining more more stuck. Another important thing that's going on in the brain is the um, the amygdala is activated. So the amygdala is the part of it's a part of the limbic system which is involved in processing emotions and it can really become overly active when you're when you're overthinking especially if your thoughts are anxiety inducing or negative which let's face it in OCD more often than not they they are and this heightened activity can trigger a kind of stress response leading to feelings of anxiety and panic and making, you know, rational thought in the prefrontal cortex much more challenging. And so when the when the amygdala is activated, we tend to go into a sympathetic nervous response, the fight or fl- the fight or flight system. And again, when that happens, you feel all sorts of d- difficult sensations in the body. You, uh, the body tends to release stress hormones uh, like cortisol and adrenaline. And, and these stress hormones are then responsible for this heightened sense of, of stress and anxiety where you can actually feel your heartbeat rising, your hands are clammy, and you feel that intense urge to resolve the situation, to get rid of it. 
you know, which obviously is a compulsion. You want to perform a compulsion because you have that sense of if I just do something, if I do that familiar thing that I normally do, then at least I will feel better in the short term. So that's kind of how the amygdala and and the cortex kind of function together. The amygdala sends out the message. There's something wrong in in the environment. The body reacts with with stress hormones and an active sympathetic nervous response. You know, we we feel all kind of het up, and then we start thinking more, and it's a vicious circle. You know, and and it's so important to understand that that is what is going on in the brain when we do get activated. You know, because what we're going to talk about in a minute is, of course, what can we do to calm that all down? Another issue from all of this overthinking is actually impaired cognitive flexibility. And this is where, because we're thinking about the same things all the time, it can be much harder for us to actually pay attention to new information or new possibilities that that might arrive we're so kind of focused and 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 dialed in on those particular obsessions that it's it's very hard for us to kind of to see things from a different angle or a different perspective and actually having that that kind of mental flexibility to be able to do that to to be able to see things from a different perspective makes it much harder for us to to kind of move on from those obsessions now, this next one is really important, in my opinion, and that is that when we're overthinking things all the time and overanalyzing, we're actually reducing our working memory. And that means we're going to have less mental capacity to be able to, to do other things, to be able to actually, you know, refocus our attention or to multitask or to do other activities that we need to do. I know personally for for me when I do get caught up in overthinking and and rumination that I find it exhausting. It takes up so much of my energy and then if I sit down and I try to to focus on some work that I need to do, you know, I find it much harder to to really focus my attention. And you know, a, a big part of that could be because we've really impacted our our working memory by you know trying to kind of figure these things out all the time and it you know it does take up an enormous amount of energy yet another important factor when it comes to uh to the brain and and overthinking is how all of this rumination can actually impact neurotransmitters and the kind of chemical balance of our of our brains you know through through all of that overthinking what it does is obviously it creates stress it creates anxiety and that can impact those neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin and we know serotonin is is a very important neurotransmitter when it comes to to OCD dopamine is is very important when it comes to motivation and and uh, and well-being and so you know if we are doing something which is which is not helping those systems and is causing perhaps a kind of chemical irregulation then you know of course we want to we want to kind of learn how to to not do that as much and to dampen that down you know so there's lots of different things that I've just kind of mentioned there obviously you know this is I'm not an expert in 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 neuroscience and so I'm just kind of giving you uh, some ideas from from what I've researched and of course, there's some things that I've not included, I'm sure. 
But this gives you a kind of general idea of, of kind of what's going on in the brain when we are so caught up in rumination all the time. Now, the good news is that we do have neuro, neuroplasticity. And this is another element of the brain, which is incredibly important, because it means that actually, there is hope here, despite the fact that maybe you've been kind of getting caught up in rumination for a long time. You may be worrying, oh no, what if I've kind of caused this chemical imbalance or, you know, I'm just doing this all day, every day, I've got no energy. How am I going to turn things around if I've got no energy? You know, I always like to come back to positivity if I can on this podcast. My belief is because, you know, I really thought I was completely stuck. I really thought that I'd, you know, kind of messed myself up through thinking in a negative way for, for too long. And it turned out that it wasn't true, that that, yeah, okay, I had been engaging in, in obsessive thoughts for a long time. But actually, by learning how to focus my attention on different things and to let go of rumination over an extended period of time, the evidence that I have is, is personally for me, you know, I didn't, I didn't get so many uh, ruminations anymore. I, I stopped getting so caught up in my thoughts. I was much more able to kind of direct my attention where it needed to go. And in doing so, I felt less anxiety. I was obsessing less, you know, and I feel like this is how or a big part of how I was able to kind of start letting go of OCD. And so, of course, if I've been able to do that, there's nothing particularly special about me. If I can do it, then you can do it too. You know, and so this is the positive kind of message that I really want to get across. Now, to emphasize this point, I'm going to share another another quote by Jeffrey M. Schwartz. I was quoting him, I think, in the last podcast, too. And here's the quote. Through the power of neuroplasticity, our brains are capable of remarkable change. This means that even the entrenched patterns of OCD can be transformed. By actively choosing where we focus our attention, we can reshape our neuropathways, leading to lasting changes in our, in our thoughts and behaviours. You know, and this is incredibly encouraging. I really like the work of Jeffrey Schwartz. I think he's, you know, really positive about our ability to change no matter how long you might have been struggling with with OCD. And so, you know, what can we do? What are the th what are some of the things that can help us then to kind of make that change a reality? Of course, mindfulness, I think, is is one of those strategies. You know, and whether you're applying that through acceptance commitment therapy, whether you're using mindfulness in a kind of a more of a formal way through formal uh, meditation, I do personally find meditation quite difficult. You know, I might do five minutes here and there, but I find more active meditation or informal meditation to be something that's very helpful. And so what do I mean by that? Well, really, no matter where you go, you can choose to pay attention much more to the present as you're doing everyday things. For example, this morning, whilst I was walking the dog, I was trying to really pay attention uh, to, to where I was, to what was going on around me, to noticing the trees, noticing the sun come up, watching my dog as he's running through the fields trying to get a rabbit, which he never manages to catch, but he keeps on trying anyway. 
you know, and actually just really paying attention to those things, being present, not being caught up in my thoughts, not being in the brain. Because as we've just talked about today, when we get caught up in the prefrontal cortex and problem solving, you know, which it's very tempting to do, uh, particularly because it's, it's quite addictive. You know, when we do that, then we start getting problems. But actually, when we just stay in the present and we use mindfulness to help ground us in, in the present or anchor us in the present, it really helps. Other things you can try with that is just being more aware of your body as you're walking along. Actually feeling your body, noticing the contact with the floor, noticing your arms as they're swinging. These are really helpful approaches as well. You know, but there's all sorts of other strategies that that you can try. You know, so whether that's the the Wim Hof method, of course, if you're going to do that, make sure you do that in a safe way. Or whether that's doing breath work or whether that's learning, you know, how to uh, regulate your body through through exercise. You know, there's all sorts of different approaches that help us to be more in our bodies, more present, to not be so caught up in our in our heads. And, you know, as long as we we focus on those things and we take action each day to kind of help us to be more present over time, you know, you really can begin to kind of build up some interesting results. And, you know, for, for me, this is, you know, so positive and so important, you know, because if we feel that the OCD is the boss, that, you know, that we can't change things, that when, once we start ruminating, that's it, we're in the trap, we can't get out of it. That's a really horrible place to be. And that's where I was for many years. And thankfully today, you know, I really feel that if I am feeling that urge to ruminate, well, that's a signal. Perhaps I need to go and do something. Maybe I need to do five minutes exercise just to kind of you know, change my my chemistry a little bit to make me feel a bit better. Perhaps I just need to do some meditation or some breath work, you know. And when we have that kind of approach where we're kind of positive and we're determined that even when we get into these kind of rabbit hole experiences where, you know, we really go off the deep end with overanalyzing our thoughts and the OCD, you know, even when that happens, we can bring ourselves back. We don't have to keep doing that. You know, of course, it is difficult to do at times, but with practice, with diffusion techniques as well, we can learn how to bring ourselves back into the present. And the more that we're in the present, generally speaking, the better off we are. So many thanks, guys. I really hope that you enjoyed that. If you have any questions at all, please do let me know and I'll see you next time. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.